When will all this happen? Well, there's no time like the present. Look! I think it's starting. Well, here we go again. You are now listening to the sounds of the infinity corner 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 on Yo, 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 rah, rah. this is Afra Ra, the body of the life force, perverted monks in the house all day, every day. Yo, influential, scientific power. I keep that hip-hop rocking, all right, with DJ Doctor Who on Infinity Corner Radio. We keep a true school with that real hip-hop flavor. Watch out! Peace, peace, y'all. Doctor Who right here. Infinity Corner Radio Show right here on KONRLP Anchorage, Alaska, man. I'm glad to be here with y'all on this lovely Saturday. I'm not streaming at all or anything like that today. I'm trying to get some uh, audio done for a new podcast I have on Anchor, which, of course, is still being broadcast or streamed on TuneIn and uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, things like that. So y'all need to make sure y'all check out the Anchor page. You can look on my Facebook and you'll find the Anchor link on there um, every time the episode is uploaded. But in any case, today I have a special international guest that's going to be joining me, Moreno uh, from Hungary. He's going to be giving me a uh, call today. We're going to talk a little bit about his background, talk about his music, man, and just lifestyle. You know what I mean? What it's like to be um, from a a country like Hungary and then, you know, uh, his comparison with that and the experience here in the United States. So y'all make sure you keep it locked. Here's the first joint from Moreno right here featuring Herbree, oh, excuse me, Herbseed, Herbseed, uh, Smoking MJ, Smoking Mary J. Y'all know what's up. This is Doctor Who, Urban Monk. Infinity Corner Radio. Y'all know what's going down. Y'all keep it locked. Peace. 
Well, you should have known see a herb seed straight from out of Jamaica. Longside Marino. Yeah, what up? Yes, you know. Good to see you. Yeah, good to Good high-grade for high-grade in a light, yeah. A marijuana, I know. It's strong, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut it up, Rasta chalice full up. Make your face full of smoke like the place I burn up. Ganja sweet like a honey sugar mixed with syrup. We mix it up to make a with Europe. Cut it up, Rasta chalice full up. Make your face full of smoke like the place I burn up. Ganja sweet like a honey sugar mixed with syrup. We mix it up to make a with Europe. Build up your cliff, light it up with fire. The best from Jamaica, the herb man there. We love it when it's fresh and cure not expire. Fertilizer make the herb not take fire. So me cut it like the tin with mackerel. Fire to me mouth and smoke to me nostril. And me I tell you say ganja do not kill. We smoke marijuana but we don't take pill. Me have a shipment, take the plane, come and need grill. And the most wanted herb is saffron orange ale. When me light it up and puff it up, the earth stands still. Me get a grammy for the big. This can just sleep ever feel I'm off a dial that a man herb man kill Rasta, nah, stop smoke until If you study them poison Sick you make you ill You know see the sign warning Cigarette kill Cut it up, Rasta chalice full up Make your face full of smoke Like the place a bun up Ganja sweet like a honey Sugar mixed with syrup We mix it up Jamaica with Europe Cut it up, Rasta chalice full up Make your face full of smoke Like the place a bun up Ganja sweet like a honey Sugar mixed with syrup We mix it up Jamaica with Europe GPA, yo, Mr. Herb, Seed and Moreno I need fine leaves so I can make a nice sleep My dream woman is Mary Jane She's healthy for my brain When I built my chair They say, hey, let's smoke weed every day Baby, where's my weed? Otherwise I can't sleep Look into my eyes and tell me Back my latitude, express my gratitude Ganja doesn't change my attitude My style is so stoned I write white with the no white weed Oh, yo, can't keep it low As I said before It's my mind free, humankind needs DAC So they can get rid of depression and epilepsy Don't penalize, it's legalize and analyze The smell of the weed is in people's mind Go Georgie and Harlequin, you know Mr. Herbseed, I am me Cut it up, Rasta chalice full up Make your face full of smoke like the place a bun up Ganja sweet like a honey sugar mixed with syrup We mix it up Jamaica with Europe Cut it up, Rasta chalice full up Make your face full of smoke like the place a bun up Ganja sweet like a honey sugar mixed with syrup We mix it up Jamaica with Europe Weed make your wise meditation no make nice Ask the pastor in a church we baptize Weed nice, the coach with the eyes He make your eye ball roll like dice You're not blind like the tree little mice A knife with fingers is a scud slice Can't tell me nothing herb seed that save ganja life Yo, at his wife, me a check him on the right When man a ride bike, teeth, walls, cliff tight Me light up, me cliff, I must see bike headlight Marino, your cliff big like a satellite Make your name food, enough weed, give your appetite The girls, them a laugh, weed, make your happy right It's a big ganja cliff, herb seed, copyright Yeah, with this copyright, this is reggae night Yes, we can smoke on this fucking chronic light Having a good and a funny vibes Yeah, Mr. Herb Seed Moreno, together we are unstoppable. Smoking marijuana and ganja. Bruh, bruh, bruh. Where's the lighter? Where's the fucking lighter? Bruh, yeah.
right, peace, peace. That was Moreno from, from Hungary right there. Whew, I was a little worried about that joint because um, I, didn't, I didn't check it for uh, cleanliness. And I noticed that our O-ish button is missing. So I know they were having problems with it. Maybe it's out being repaired, I hope. Um, uh, and it's not a very reliable button, to be honest, because when I do my thing at KRUA, it's not guaranteed that you're going to catch everything. There's a seven-second delay on that, but, you know. But in any case, um, Moreno did good on that one. And I believe MJ sent me all, big up the MJ Hip Hop Connects, sent me all clean versions anyway. So that's what it looked like. I didn't get any dirty, dirty versions on that. You know what I mean? I don't want to get any crazy phone calls. Um, but in any case, man, um, Moreno's going to be giving us a call in about 25 minutes. So I'm going to be excited for that. Uh, my first international guest, I believe, I don't, uh, well, well, you know what, we'll find out during the interview, but in any case, yeah, in about 25 minutes or so, uh, give or take. Um, but interesting, before I got here, I was watching a documentary, and I wish I could remember the brother's name. I've seen him do several documentaries, or several interviews, and one, the last one I saw of him, he did an interview uh, regarding a couple, uh, actually a couple, uh, five-man Caucasian group, okay, five white dudes that were in Korea to become pop stars. Now, dudes were good kind of reminded me of like the NSYNC days back in the uh, yeah, NSYNC and, and uh, who was it uh, New Kids on the Block type era they, they kind of had that look and feel you know what I mean remember if y'all remember those days <clears throat> and um, but in Korea and it's funny because the person who was pushing them to get notoriety in Korea was a Korea national she was a Korean woman out there and she was pushing them and, and, and they had they, they definitely had some fans it, 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 they had some fans but it wasn't the fans that were giving them a hard time it wasn't the people who liked or disliked them as far as society it was the industry and the industry is very clear about certain things and if you're gonna do k-pop you need to be korean now you could collab as we have seen many times with bts and, and, and nct and believe not twice who was that uh, uh, 21 uh, we see we, we, we've seen CL collaborate she even had Method Man in one of her videos where she actually did uh, one of his joints but she kind of you know threw some little flavor in there um, so we see the collaborations but as far as becoming a k-pop idol you have to be Korean according to their standards here's the funny part and I believe that uh, the woman was correct in saying this is that nothing, nothing about K-pop is Korean. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing in K-pop music that is Korean other than them speaking Korean. Other than that, the culture of the music is pop, which is maybe American-European, kind of. I don't know where it started. I'll, I can look that up. You know, I'll do that another time, but I can look that up and find out. But I'm almost positive pop music, the the um, the origins of it um, are not Korean. Just let's just say that. So, as far as um, 
and we know it means popular music. So, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out right now because I want to see. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, I was right. United States, United Kingdom, United States and, U- and the UK are probably the pioneers of pop music, which is short for popular music. It's abbreviated for popular music. So, but in Korea, K-pop is Korean pop, and apparently you got to be Korean in order to do that, even though the foundations of it have absolutely nothing to do with Korean culture. So there's something to grow on. Um, in any case, this interview I saw, speaking of Koreans, um, and this is actually for all cultures in Asia, all the cultures in Asia, the interview I saw had to do with um, 88 Rising, which is a not an up-and-coming, this, this is a powerhouse Asian-based um, uh, media outlet for a lot of Asian goods. You guys remember Rich Chigga and there are others. Um, I can't remember the names of all of them, but I've seen a lot of the videos that I saw in this interview. I've seen them because I'm always looking for music around the world. And so, you know, of course I dug into that. But what was, inter- what was interesting is you have, you have Asians that are in other countries. You have Asians here, Asian uh, United States born Asian Americans as any other culture, you know, and um, the rap, the, the, the rappers here in the States who rap, just like any other culture, um, are somewhat given a, there's like this on the fence debate about whether they should say the N-word or not. Now, big up to Ebro, I love Ebro. Um, and the, the, He's a real dude. He's a real dude. There's a lot of times I watch Ebro, and he just he just says he cracks me up because he says it like he he means it. You know what I mean? That if Ebro says it, he's not joking, and he doesn't he doesn't give anybody a pass or anything. Like you can't you can't you can't fake the funk with Ebro. You can't flip flop with Ebro. He doesn't he doesn't play that. He doesn't do it. I seen him do it with the slaughterhouse joint when when uh, Budden was getting getting his. Uh, getting his tush torn out by by Hollow the Dawn, in my opinion. And they had uh, Royce the 5'9 up there giving the daps to Bud. And Ebro was like, yo, you need to stop. I know that's your man, but you need to stop that. You over here, you being biased. He, he doesn't play. Ebro doesn't play. Um, One thing that interests me about something he said, and I do believe this to an extent, but I believe this should apply to everybody, not black people. I mean, not just other races, but we, he touched on the N-word, and I, I'm watching the clock. He touched on the N-word, okay? And I brought this up before when I did a, when I did a thing on KRUA, um, and I, I was doing an interview with my man Optic and uh, Ice, uh, Icy Ives out here in Alaska. Uh, B-Boy Icy Ives, big up Rock Force crew. And uh, I talked about that. And the reason why I talked about it was because there seems to be this belief that no one should say this word except black people. And the reason why I have a problem with that is because we are, in a sense, when it comes to the street terminology of this word. Now, there's no, there's no, there's no other definition to this word that would Im- that would indicate that it is a positive saying to anyone no people will tell you that they'll say well it, we, we flipped it and it's a, it's a it means a term it's like a term of endearment it's like saying yo you my brother 
there is no it is it, and Ebro said this. I, I like when he said this. He said it is, a, it is a cuss word. It is a cuss word that for ages has been used uh, 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 in uh, that was used on people of color, particularly black, if not black, and actually it's been used on uh, Indians. It's been used on uh, uh, Latinos, especially darker Latinos. It's been used on even Asians. They call them, uh, or uh, excuse me, Asian, Middle East, <coughs> Middle Eastern, and they call them sand niggas. Um, so it's been used on any people of color, but particularly black. So when we look at this word, and we have to come there, and I'll say it like I've said it before when I did an interview regarding this, is we have to understand that people died hanging from trees and the last voices they heard were a mob of uh, racist white people shouting out the word nigger. Okay? So there is no positive aura around this word whatsoever. You can't say it and say, yo, that's cool because, you know, that's my man right there. Well, then just say that's your man or that's your boy or your homie or your pal. Oh, yo, that's my brother right there. That is, you can't replace any of the words I just said with that word and say it's the same. You can't do it. And anybody who would want to argue that with me, we would have to go back into history and you would have to convince me somewhere that in history, this word in, in, in somewhere in the timeline had ever been otherwise than a negative connotation like it's no way on the planet there's nothing positive about that word when we look at how our ancestors uh we or excuse me if we think about how our ancestors would feel if they heard the way this word is being used so when people say well only black people should say it negative I don't think anybody should be saying it, but we have to understand when the Asians say it. And the first time I ever heard somebody who was non-black say it, that was in a manner in which black people said it. It was in California. I remember I was at the car wash in my nice white Ford Probe. It was nice, it had white wheels in it. I, I love that car. Anyway, I was, at the, I was at the car wash, washing my car, and I heard a bunch of Latinos at a, at a, 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 a burger stand Right, and they were saying it, and I thought it was about to be a race riot because I've been in California through a couple of those. One was in Venice Beach, the other one was in Orange County. I didn't get hurt, but I was there to witness, like, watch it grow, and we got out of there. But the the Latinos were saying this, and I thought they were using this towards maybe a group of white people, I mean, a group of black people or a black person, whatever. And when I turned around to look to make sure they wasn't coming my way. Sure enough, they were talking to one another. They were saying this to each other, and that blew my mind. This was about mm, 2002, 2002, 2003. I lived in um, I lived in North Hollywood at that time, and I was at a I was at the at this car wash slash gas slash gas station. It was a burger joint, and they were saying this word to one another as black people do to one another. And it was bizarre to me because I had never, especially growing up in New York with Puerto Ricans, Puerto Ricans would say it, but it took time before they started to say it. And because a lot of them would almost consider themselves like a black and black Latin 
or Negro Latin, you know, I know the word for, for, for blacks and Latin is Moreno. Speaking of the guest that's going to join us today, Moreno, which is black. And so you, you look at the Afro-Latinos in the, in the East Coast at that time, even they weren't saying it. It took time before that happened when they started saying it in the street, but it wasn't immediate. But it was bizarre considering that uh, Mexican-Americans that I know in California are very, they're, they're, but they're very... Not closed group. How do you say? They're very tight knit group. We're like, yo, this is this is Mexico. This is how we do it. This is we we love la raza. We love our culture. You know what I mean? So to hear that coming from uh, some Mexican Americans at a burger stand was bizarre. Like I said, when I first heard it, I thought something was about to go down. I turned around and they're just mingling it up, eating burgers, and you know, drinking soda, chilling. And I was like, wow, that's strange. I never heard that. But now, and this is 2003, what is this, 2019, and now we have everybody saying it. Asians, Indian, people from India, people from the Middle East, people from, well, of course, people from Africa have been saying it. But um, Asia, Latin America, it's, it's all over the place. White people say it. And they're, they're using it, they're using it with their own race. They're not saying this to black people, they're saying this to their own race. This is why I say it's not fair to say that they shouldn't say it if we're still saying it. Because we set the tone, especially in hip hop culture or street culture. Ebro made a statement, he said, you know, hip hop is street culture, true. And so we've taken a lot of those habits whether they're good or bad, and implemented them into the, the, the lingo, the language, especially in rap music. And so now, because you have white rappers, Latino rappers, Asian rappers, African rappers, Middle Eastern rappers, Indian, Bombay, Bombay rappers, everybody, it's being said because it, it set the tone. We set the tone for it in hip-hop culture. Now, hip-hop culture is not a... is not a... Um, we say it, black per se um, movement. Because I think some people get mixed up into that too. It's not a black, say, movement. It's a movement, it's a community, it's more of a community based movement. Now, if you talk about Zulus, you talk about that as being a black movement within hip hop culture. But when we're talking about hip hop culture, we're talking about kind of a multiracial, a multiracial push in the community because in the Bronx, you had neighborhoods. You had the Italians, you had the Jewish community, you had the black community, and you had the Latin community, particularly those major four. You didn't see a lot of Cubans, you did, but you didn't see a lot, you, see, you didn't see a lot of Dominicans, you didn't see, it was a lot of Puerto Rican, a lot of black, a lot of Jewish, a lot of Italian, and we would all go to the same school, even though the neighborhoods were separated. And it's just the way things are around the world. I'm not saying this just happened in New York, but this is how I remember growing up in the South Bronx. And so when you have this diversity that's put off in their own spots, but you all go to this, you all conjugate or congregate in the same area, like, like school in the parks and stuff like that. Yeah, cultures are exchanged. And in hip hop culture, it was no different, except in the Bronx, you had those four cultures. Now the main two, who were always involved were black and Latino. 
as far as hip hop culture. So we can't say because the hip, you know, black black started hip hop culture, and then it's, we can go into that argument all we want. But I'm telling you from experience, I lived there. I was born there. I remember before and after. So I remember what it was like in my neighborhood, Belmont Park, Hughes Avenue, 183rd, 182nd, Third Avenue. You know what I mean? Belmont, Hughes. You know, I remember Franklin, all of those. I remember that. Tremont. I remember all of those. So I remember what it was like. Um, and I can tell you that there is nothing more confusing to somebody than to say <laughs> than to say you're not allowed to say that word when we're the ones who basically indirectly gave them a pass to through the push of hip hop culture. We said this was okay. And I always go back and I always go back to a vid a video clip I saw of Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar did a show back in May, two years ago. He did a show. And um actually I believe it was last year. No, 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 two years ago. Time goes by quick. Two years ago, he did a show. He invited a gentleman up on stage to recite a rhyme that he was doing at the time, one of his songs, right? Dude goes up there, does a great job. So much that he even bleeped out the N-words during his, during his time on stage with Kendrick Lamar. Everybody applauds. A girl follows up moments after he gets off. She does the rhyme, except she doesn't omit the N-word. So the song is something like blah 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 my nigga blah 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 my nigga. She didn't believe it out, and Kendrick stops her mid stride and says, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" All right, and in the crowd, people are screaming and yelling and booing at her. You're a racist. You stupid. What's wrong with you? You have no soul. Do you know what the majority of the people in the crowd were? They weren't black. The majority of the people that were in that crowd at the Kendrick Lamar show in May of 2018, I believe it was, were white and Latino. They were white and Latino. And Kendrick Lamar got up there doing his joint. People were out there, you know, in the crowd singing with him. Go Kendrick Lamar. Nothing against Kendrick Lamar. But I'm trying to give you a, a, an idea <clears throat> of what what we're talking about she was reciting a song that Kendrick Lamar wrote and she was just reciting a song that he wrote no offense there the word is in the verse so what's the problem if you don't want them to say it don't insert it into the verse you can put a disclaimer on there if you want to maybe that'll work I don't know but what is what would be the what would be the reasoning behind? Why would you need to put a disclaimer? Let's just say when we got to hang out, Moreno should be calling me soon. At when we hung out in Seattle back in 2015, Chasm, the whole 206 crew, big up the 206 uh, music girl, everybody over there at Zulu Radio in Seattle. <clears throat> Curtis Blow was the, was 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 uh, our guest of honor in Seattle. I came from here and went down there to go visit for a few days. And we got to, and I, it's on my Facebook, you can check it out. You see me walking around with Curtis Blow and Melquez and, and Music Girl and a couple of other people out there, 206 Zulus, in the record store. And we're ordering food with Curtis Blow. Um, 
to go so we can go eat lunch later. But we were downtown. We were down in Seattle, and we headed up to the University of Washington where Curtis Blow was doing a, a speech real quick. And before his speech, we had time. We kind of, you know, did a little tour of the school, and we happened to stumble across a, a, a table, a long table, like almost like a, 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 a chair, chair, what do you call it? Like a, a meeting of the executive meeting, like an executive boardroom. And around that table were students, young, black, male, and female students. And the topic of that discussion was how to omit the N-word from the vocabulary of black people, not of Latinos, not of Asians, not of Indians or, or Latin Americans, but of black people. Why? Because they knew, they understood. We set the tone and we can't expect others to stop if we don't because they're only mimicking the culture that we presented uh, in hip hop. They're only, they're, they're only following what we call the, the, the blueprint, what we put out there. Now, in this documentary or on this thing I was watching, there were some Asian Americans who lived in Compton, California, surrounded by black people. These are, these are Asian Crips. Asian Crips. So what word do you think that they use more often than others, other than F-U-C-K and S-H-I, other than the common, you know, profanity word? The N-word. Why? They're in Compton with the rolling 20s. In the middle of Compton. Do you think the N-word is coming out of his mouth like every three sentences? Of course it is. Why? Because the brothers and the sisters over there set the bar long time ago long time ago so now you're looking at a culture that started off in, in a neighborhood that was predominantly if not all black and now you have Asian Americans there because maybe their parents moved out here from from an, uh, from an Asian uh, from an Asian country to do better here only to find that their kids now are in, 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 in a mix in the world of uh, gang culture um, and what would you expect the language to be if they're engulfed or inserted into the gang culture? It's going to be that, that language. It's going to be that rhetoric. And so we have to first stop before we can expect them to. And it's not about giving them a pass and, yo, black people aren't going for that. That's, and and I, I understand what Ebro's saying, but black people need to make sure that black people don't get a pass for saying it. Because again, it is not a word of positivity. In no way, shape, or form does that word in any, uh, in any sense give off a, a fine, happy, mystical aura. <laughs> you know what I mean? The word has always been used in negative connotation. There's no way on the, there's no way in the plan. So I just want to make sure we educate people on that before I get this phone call and um, make sure I threw that out there. I am going to do a solid episode regarding the N-word and um, make sure you guys check that out on Anchor where I talk about some of the the history behind the N-word and a couple of poems, man, that I like. You know, there's a couple of poems. I'm going to see if I can find. There's one that I found that I couldn't find just now. I was going to read it. Um, but there's a couple of them that I found that are really, really dope. So y'all make sure y'all check that podcast out. The first one is out now featuring my man Billy Dan's at MOP. And I got about 30 others that are going to be put up there. So y'all need to make sure y'all check that out. In any case, 
I got another joint from Moreno. And then hopefully by that time, he'll call, and then we're going to talk to him about some things, man. I'm excited about this. Dr. Who, Urban Monk, Infinity Corner Radio Show for KONRLP Anchorage, Alaska, 106.1. And y'all can stream it at OutNorthRadio.com if the tower is doing you some injustice. Y'all keep it locked. Peace. Girl, you've got something special, sweet something I can feel. Please don't take that away from me. I've learned my lesson hard. I should not take you for granted, cause you are the best of me. Be sure this is the right time. You've been known before to fail so Doctor Who right here, Urban Monk, Infinity Corner Radio Show, KONRLP, Anchorage, Alaska. Special guest on the line. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yo, my name is Moreno from Austria, Vienna, in Euro- from Europe, and I'm a rapper myself. So what's up, guys? What up, what up? Interesting, what man. Up? In- in- interesting bio. Um, MJ sent it to me, and I know she had mentioned you a while back. I was on hiatus, so I couldn't do any interviews for a minute. And um, she okay. had mentioned, but she didn't mention that you were from Austria, man. That's a very interesting because you would literally be in Infinity Corner history. You would be my first international guest to actually call in here. Oh, so, for real? Yes. <laughs> so, so I'm excited, man. I'm really excited about that, man. Uh, same goes for me too and shout out to MJ because she's been doing that shit you know yeah. and I'm also happy to hear because I've never been interviewed from people from Alaska <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome now I do have to tell you we are on on the air so we gotta we gotta make sure we're careful with the with the language part because I don't have my I don't have my button <laughs> they, they took my oh shoot i it, get you no, all right it's okay i usually have a button here and i think it's being repaired or something so it, it's it's not here in case if it, if it happens and a mistake happens don't worry about it but just wanted to make sure i throw that out here so the fcc doesn't call us and say hey you guys get a fine so you know what i mean i don't want i don't want to uh i'm cool i'm cool okay <laughs> no problem no, at all but it's all good so austria you are is that where you are now 
Yes, this is where I live, and I'm now here sitting on a chair and talking to you guys. That's that is dope, man. I mean, <laughs> Austria. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe you were in the states and you're from. So let let let's get started, man, because this is I'm this is gonna be. I told MJ this is gonna be a very good interview. I was excited. I'm definitely excited about that. So you're Damn, you're from too. now. You're from Austria. Like how did Austria Hungary? Oh uh, well, um, I am half Hungarian. I was born in Hungary, okay. but I was raised in Austria because my parents they moved to Austria, you know, right. because they love more Mozart. Mozart. <laughs> oh. And yeah, and in Austria, when I first uh, listened uh, to rap, uh, it was on TV when they showed me. Well, they showed. When I was a little kid, it was Coolio, Gangsta's Paradise. That was a huge hit back then in the 90s. Wow. Yeah, and, and then I said, man, the energy, the vibe, it was so electrifying for me as a kid, even though I didn't, I didn't know what they were talking about. But I was like really getting into it, and I wanted to know, okay, this is my music. Wow. This music talks to me. It's like, I want to know what this dude is uh, rapping about. What's the story about it? Why is it called Gangsta's Paradise? So when I was a kid, you know, back then there was no internet and nothing. So I was collecting those Bravo magazines, you know, and I learned English more, you know, the the slang and the normal English language. Right. right. And then my father also uh, was only talking to me uh, in English because he was from India. Mm. <laughs> so I'm a pretty mixed wow. person. <laughs> wow, that's. That, that's dope, man. Now I always wanted to, I always wanted to to ask someone in in your position from another country who's had to learn English using resources such as magazines or or radio or TV. How? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How difficult or and or easy? Like, how did that work for you when having to learn the English? Like, like the English language, yeah. uh, it was pretty pretty much easier than learning German because. Right. Um, I don't know. I just felt in love in that language. And um, for example, when you know you listen to rap music, and I don't know how should I tell you, the the words in there is so fluent, right? And the flow and the vibe and everything. I was like, damn, this is this is my language. Right. And for me, it was also e easier to learn because my, like I said, my father couldn't speak any other language, right? Only English. And then he also put me in an American private school, so I learned their accent, you know. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Yeah, because I was going to say... And, then, uh, and then we also had a little school performance where we did those, Who let the dogs out? <laughs> who, 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 who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> that is so dope, man. I, I mean, my, 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 um, my wife is Filipino from the Philippines. Uh, she's been okay. here several years. And so my youngest, um, same thing. It, it's weird because, I, I, to be honest, I didn't think it would take him the amount of time it took him to learn the English. I expected him not to even be able to read for about a year. But within six months. For real? Was, yeah. Within six months, he was reading subtitles on, on Korean movies we were watching. So. Whoa. Korean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Korean movies. So it was weird because it's weird because when I think of somebody like you Moreno or my youngest and being from another country and have to learn English 
I try to reverse that. Like, okay, so would it would it be like me to learn Hungarian or or um, uh, Chinese? And it's so difficult just just to try to learn um, Tagalog. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, you. I, it seems like it's a lot easier for you guys to learn the English language than it is for us to learn another language. But I give it. I feel you. <laughs> I, I give it to you guys because you know a lot of people I know who are from other countries or have families from other countries do such a great job with it. Regardless, and I think people confuse. Oh, he has an accent. He doesn't know English. No, he just has a strong accent, but his English is on point. And so oh. people have to have that. <laughs> I think people need to have that understanding. So that's dope, man. I, I'm. I, that, that's really like incredible when I think about that. Yeah, so it big, is. Big it up is. to you, man. And you know and. Putting in that effort, you know, especially for hip hop culture, you know, for rap music, man. When you love something. Oh, I love hip hop. I really do. <laughs> so I have to ask you, was Coolio, was Coolio your first inspiration in the rap, or were there, were there others that you heard? Well, well, others too, you know, because, uh, like I said, Coolio was like the the person who uh, showed me like like this is rap music, and then I was also listening like. Um, when Puff Daddy made the song about, you know, the tribute to about Notorious B.I.G., I'll right. be missing you. Right. You know, I'll be missing you. And it was really great, even when Faith, uh, especially when Faith Evans was singing on that track, it was so, so dope. I, I was, I, I wanted more. I was like, this can't be the only thing what hip hop has to offer. Right. And then I was listening to like Run DMC, uh, Beastie Boys. I listened to Eminem and his uh, rap group D12, right, right. even those um, G-Unit, 50 Cent. So I was like changing from east to west. And then when I grow older, I grow to love all those uh, rap artists like Snoop Dogg, Nate Dogg, um, all the others, the outsiders, you know, from right. Jersey. Yeah. I listen to Radiga, uh, Curtis Blow, Public Enemy, you know, a uh, Public Enemy I really I'm really fond of or the Wu-Tang, NWA, wow. Tupac, rest in peace, Jay Dilla, rest in peace, Big L, rest in peace to those people. I mean, even Big Pun, man, he's incredible. Yeah. Rest in peace to him yeah. too. Definitely one of the dopest, especially in the Latin community. He he I think he set the bar for what, you know, to, oh, to he really expected. set the bar high. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, th that's crazy, man. I, what, what I, th what I, what I'm thinking about is like, do what I wanted to ask. Excuse me, what I'm thinking about. What I wanted to ask is all those groups that you mentioned. A lot yeah. Of them, a lot of them go back, way back, 80s, 70s. In some cases, people like Curtis Blow, Run DMC, er, late early 80s, late 70s. Yeah, yeah. Like Curtis Blow. Um. How is it in your country regarding how fast you get music? Or do you feel like you guys are, might be behind a few years, maybe a decade or something? Because I know some people here might be like, oh, well, in this, those countries, they're behind us and so on. So when it comes to music, they don't get it quick enough. How was that for you? Do, do you think you... Yeah, it's kind of same like here in Austria and Vienna, you know. Um, the thing is, um, if you're not really interested in hip hop or even people who claim to love hip hop, right. they don't know shit who those people are that I now mentioned. Right. They don't know who Curtis Blow is. They didn't even know about TJ Cool Herc, that he is the founding father of, uh, you know, hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't even know the, 
you know, that uh, hip hop is not ba- only based on rap. It is also, uh, you know, it has like graffiti, DJing, break dancing, all the stuff, you know. Right, right. Some of them, they don't really know about it. They even don't know who, who the hell the outsiders is. And I was like really shocked because if you're really into rap music, then you should not only listen to the radio. Because radio is just playing, you know, what every uh, it plays always the same the same song stuff, just because yeah. it is a hit record. Yeah. You should also dig deeper than that. You should also know the meaning behind it, you yeah. know. And they don't really do that here in Vienna. Only few people, very little that I know. Right, right. Like like my brother Chronic or a newcomer from also here from Vienna, and he's an Austrian dude, but he knows about hip hop really much, you know. And yeah. Like I said, Austria is really behind it because I don't want to get into to, uh, politics now, but, you know, they're more like a leftist people right, and right. they don't really care about um, hip-hop. They just care about how profitable hip-hop is to them. Right, you know, they know right. they can make money out of it, so they uh, spew some shoe-ish yeah. <laughs> yeah. things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that, and, and yeah. this is the thing, Moreno. Hip hop does like anything else. Hip hop, there are politics regarding hip hop when you're talking about the industry. So there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with having to throw politics in because I understand that. It, I understand, but you know, when you go back to listen to the Public Enemy, right. hip hop was uh, about against oppression that was right. used against right. the black folks, you know, and it was like free the people and, and not only right uh, just right for the blacks right. also right as a whole as a person as a human being because to be honest not only black lives matter it's like all lives matter you right. know i'm also uh you know brown dark and skin but i don't not uh just uh, play the victim card and say yo those white people are this. like right. you know what i'm saying right right yeah and, and and that's what i mean is when we look at when we look at rap music and we look at hip hop. Mm-hmm. You have, you, you do have that political tone to it, especially when you go back to the um, po- uh, Public Enemy era. The yeah, yeah, song, yeah, not, yeah. You know, Native but those meant something. You know, they didn't just made a exactly. profit out of it. Ex- exactly. They wanted to speak for the people. Right. You know, that is a big difference. Right. Oh, definitely. Because what you're looking at is you're looking at the cats who were <clears throat> putting down music for the community. And for race of people, what, regardless mm-hmm. of what color they were, putting it down to let them know the system was against them. Then you have the industry. Exactly. Right? Then you have the industry who, and, and, and I, I did a show a while back, man. You should look for mm-hmm. um, uh, on YouTube, Wise Intelligent does a speech regarding the industry and how they have blinded the youth by elevating the popularity of gangster music like NWA and, and and he uses them as an example of you know um, I don't even think it was NWA yeah NWA and people like Lil Wayne like uh, Lollipop and stuff like that to distract people from what used to be the that 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 power yeah, tone but, you know what I mean but one thing is but well, let me tell you also about the NWA situation um, they even uh, they still they were there for the community. We should not forget the the songs to, uh, about fuck the police that I did. Oh, sorry, excuse my language. F the police. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. They're single. So about against the police brutality that was going on back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know uh, the riots. Yeah. So 
they had also politics and messages in their songs too, not only about how how to downgrade women and, and all stuff. Right. They had, you know, just like Tupac, you know, he had songs like Dear Mama. He had also songs like, uh, uh, what, uh, what was the Mad Men's in a white, man, white Man's World, sorry, White right. Man's World, you know. Yep. So he had all... You know, he had party songs, but he also had songs that you can think consciously about exactly. what's going on in the world, you know, yeah. what kind of a struggle uh, has a black mer a person to go through to get acknowledged from the white uh, so-called, you know, in the area in the United States, you all know that most pop popularity is more white than blacks, you know, right, right. or especially when Tupac was uh, releasing the song Brenda's Got a Baby, I almost cried like a baby, you know, <laughs> because this shit was really deep, even though he was uh, considered as a gangster rapper, you know, but yeah. he still had messages. Yeah. And it's weird, no. yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. That, it's weird that people would even categorize Tupac as a as a gangster rapper when he came from Digital Underground, <laughs> and he was a dancer. I know, I know. It's weird, <laughs> but this is how they. Right. This is it, how they image him because of the right. Thug Life. But you right. know, I told those my friends that Thug Life has a a different meaning that we know it right. as he, in our dictionary. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They have to understand the environment he grew up in. They have to understand exactly. the things he's went through that represent the thug mentality. You get the being being a thug doesn't necessarily mean being a gangster. The word thug has been out exactly, for the but this time. is and, and there's the other thing that Austria's behind because once they hear thug life, they're okay. It's a typical <laughs> gangster, you know. I'm like, right, no, right. <laughs> that's crazy, man. So it seems like you 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 are dealing with a same, the same thing that even here people are dealing with true hip-hop heads are dealing with um is that that clashing of what's real what's not real and what what people think they know about hip-hop as opposed to what actually is and so you know mm. it, it's nothing short of the same here especially now when you have this kind of in, in and out battle regarding the true school and then the trap school you know what i mean and I've educated people several times regarding trap music. Yeah, there's garbage trap music and there's good trap music. Why do I say yeah, that? Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Why do I say that? Because, yeah, we can hate on a lot of stuff that's going on now. We can use trap as the catalyst for that hate. But I tell people, I remember back in the 90s when, you know, I'm listening mm. to Run DMC or, or Ice Cube or whatever. And then all of a sudden, MC Hammer comes on and I'm like, what is that? You can't touch this. Da, 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 da. I like it, that song. Yeah. And it's funny because now when I look back, I'm like, man, I remember that song. It, it, the song we hated back in the day is the song we look back now and be like, oh, you know what? I remember that song. And everybody makes fun of it. But, you know, we had our songs we didn't like back in the day. And we have the okay. song we, 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 we don't like now. You know, especially when it comes to hip-hop heads. I meet some that say trap is cool. Let the kids do what they're doing. And then I meet some people like Rampage, uh, Last Boy Scout from Flipmo Squad. I had him on the show a couple of months back, and he was oh, like, "Oh, for real?" Yeah. He was like, "Hell no, nah, man! Well, no, -uh. no trap music. Uh -uh. No, no, no. I'm not doing it. I can't do it." And I had MOP. When I had MOP on the show, they thought different. Like you know, Billy Dance was like, "You know what, man? It's it's you know, it's it goes to show." how hip-hop has, like, you know, kind of spread out and people kind of freedom of expression. So 
every every people have like their own thing. Me personally, if it's good, it's good. If you're saying something and you're not, not wasting my time, okay, cool. But if you're mumbling and I can't understand a word you're saying and all you're doing is going Gucci man, Gucci man, Gucci man, Gucci man, Gucci man, Gucci man. I don't okay, hear that. that ish is really bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or or I or I have to also say that the 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 crazy song that designer was putting out i can't even yeah. remember he was just hubble, hubble, hubble. i was like what <laughs> this is not the way i grow to love hip-hop i mean what's right. going on in here right. and that's and then and that's what that's what i was touching on and we were talking about the politics is we're looking at an industry we're looking at uh the industry coming in and what we call you know okay. the word biting coming in taking their piece out And then they got the mm -hmm. money, they got the power, they got the connects, and so they take this. And now kids can go on Instagram, act a fool. I mean, look at look at Bad Baby, who was on uh, uh, Dr. Phil, Catch Me Outside. How about that? Now this girl is making oh, that oh effing right. Bad, Jesus that's, Christ, that's Bad Baby. That's the same chick who was on Dr. Phil. Talk about Catch Me Outside. Now she's making you know millions. Oh, millions I know of money. and. And I had even a, uh, a discussion with a dude on Facebook that, you know, he, he really had a crush on her. And then I'm like, dude, <laughs> what the F? This, 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 is, this is an underage girl. She's like, what, 16, 15, I, she was six, whatever? She was 15, 16 when she came out of doctor. I think she just yeah. turned 18, 19. Still, it's still it's a still, baby to me. Right, you're still right. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> yeah, she and it's, it, yeah, it's it's yeah. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> I don't like bad babies. <laughs> anyway, I like so, bad ladies, definitely. <laughs> so let's talk about, in your bio, man, you talk about Yo. um, inputting, like, your past mistakes, uh, family, and daily struggles in, into your music. Yeah. And being from Hungary, um, I wanted to touch on a bit of, which you kind of did, actually, touch a bit on with the listeners, an idea of the comparison between... Uh, living in Hungary, and have you ever been to the U.S. at all? Uh, fun fact is, no. No. Nope. So, uh, I wish I could. I just hope uh, somehow that I will get to the United States and perform and show the way that I perform. Because, right. um, let me tell you like this: uh, the struggles that I meant in my bio, okay, is about. Um, how should I say that? It's about the mistakes that I did. That I, I was really uh, like a bad husband you know um mm -hmm. i had bad i was taking too much bad influence like, like right. drugs and all that kind of stuff wow. and it kind of destroyed my marriage you know right. so i even have two daughters yeah and since uh you know after this all this situation i was like damn i cannot be like this forever i mean this has to stop so right. Right. i just took my pen and wrote down the paper and it feels so good It felt like all the mistakes I've done, I kind of trying to wash it away. I trying to be a good person, a better person. So I write down um, my album. My first album is called Execution. And it's about that uh, I did really bad stuff, but I trying to make it up. Even right. though there is no excuses. Right. The past, what I did in the past, there is no excuses. But there is also a future ahead coming. And you have to build up on that. You know, you just can just be there and and feel sorry every day that why did i do this i mean i was young okay i did dumb stuff you know and 
it is a progress, you know, it was a very slow progress. And now I'm really into the music. I just uh, fresh into going slowly in the music biz. Mm -hmm. I see a couple of things. I see craziness. I see goodness. I see evilness. I see everything. It's like, right. just like Tupac was, uh, you know, telling me that you have to go through really hard to even be there, you know. Um, right. To make a brand, uh, to make a name for yourself, it's 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 difficult, and especially now that you mentioned I'm in Hungary. Um, I'm not not Hungary now. I'm in Austria, but in Austria it's really difficult because they don't like this type of music that I do because um, my music is kind of like a mixture. Actually, it's just my music. To be honest, it's just me. I represent me. Of course, I'm influenced, like I said, by the D12, the Outsiders, the Wu Tang, right, and right. so on, so on. But it's me, and they don't like it because I don't. I'm not going in this uh, wave that the others are going. You know, I just trying right. to be myself. I just want to represent me. You know. Yes, yes, that's dope, man. And you know what? I I like I like that idea um, of you. You know putting yourself out there like that you know what i mean and using a tool like rap you didn't need medication you didn't need a, a counselor you use rap as a tool to, for therapy exactly you know what i mean and that's so dope i think a lot of people could take that and use that you know what i mean and and mm. uh, let those feelings out because when you do write things down on paper you know i've worked with kids for a while and a lot of times they would ask me for a, a composite notebook so they can write down their thoughts, and no matter how angry they were, the words were just damagingly, damagingly angry. They wrote them down. They felt better because they, you know, they boom. They exactly. Take frustration out That's what, how I feel. And to be honest, my first album is already out, you know, but mm -hmm. it flopped. It flopped heavily. I could not sell not even one single unit. Right. And I was like, I was at that time really like what am I doing wrong is there something mm -hmm. and then slowly you know even my girlfriend she was like my new girlfriend she she helped me out right uh, it made she shake me and said come on and don't give up it happens right right just just do just go on uh, like every artist has a, a, a flop in their career before they get bigger and like I said and shout out to Marissa she's helping me a yes. real a lot Yes. Michael Coleman, shout out to him. He's helping me. And all these dudes who I'm doing music with them, like Herb Seed from Jamaica. I mean, yes. we're doing now together a collabo album. It's like reggae, rap, you know? Yes, and I just and played it, that I feel now too. better because uh, it pushes me to, um, to break my limits, you know, and go further. And I even want to tell that now there is an album where I'm on it. Uh, from Ike Beats, shout out to him. He's from from the UK, nice. and he gave me all the opportunity to be there. And now we have two tracks, and he's putting it out, and people love my music. And I was like, wow, they really do. Even though I'm not an American dude, I'm not an UK dude, and they still love it because the lyrics and the messages I put on. I do like music, like I do party music. Like this uh, album is like Luria dubstep rap thing and mixed right, with reggae. Right. And and I do also music, which I'm doing with my brother Chronic, and uh, we have a single, and it's called uh, Nelson Mandela, and yes. it's about uh, messaging about people who this guy is, you know, who is he, what was his purpose, and and you can check it out on YouTube if you uh, 
um, type down Nelson Mandela Moranix. This is our name, but you write it like Moranic, right. but to pronounce it is like Moranix. So yeah, we do sometimes crazy music, but we also do music to people who think about like, like like for example, now we did uh, Nelson Mandela, and and when we put that music video out, I mean, phew, the YouTube uh, views really blowed. Like we have like like over 20k views, wow. and I was like really fascinated. It was like wow, that is dope. Yeah. That's dope. So I know that must I feel use, good. <laughs> I use rap as a as a tool for for to express my feelings. If I'm in a good mood, then I do some conscious uh, good mood consciousness or 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 party rap. And if I'm in a bad mood, then I do something really you know thuggish, ruggedy, ruggedy rap thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Well, speaking of speaking of Mandela, we're gonna play that right now, and then I want to come back after we play that and talk about that kind of Jekyll Hyde thing, that, that split personality type thing you got going on that you mentioned regarding... Oh, like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> regarding Skin, like, Skin yeah. Devil, this is your note turn. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I want to talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to do that. Y'all know what's up. This is Doctor Who. Yeah, Urban what's Monk right here <laughs> With my man Moreno chopping it up. We're going to get into Mandela speak, ah, featuring... <laughs> herb, herb, make sure I got this right. Herb seed, right? No, 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 no. Mandela's song is not with herb seed. Oh, no, no. Seed. I'm sorry. It's I'm looking it. at the wrong one. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong one. <laughs> the smoking marijuana is with herb That's seed. That's with herb seed, right. I played that one earlier. That's why. I had oh. my brain on that one. I played that one right before you came on. So Yeah, this not... is our single for the reggae album. <laughs> and, you, and, 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 hey, great job. I'm telling you, man. That song is, that song is dope. That is dope. I know song. So people I know, love it. I'm. I know. I'm, I know to expect more, man. We definitely gonna put. We gonna. I'm gonna have to put this on the stream, on the on the podcast. Everything. It's, it's all going on there. So we are gonna get into Mandela right now, and then we are gonna chop it up right after the song. Y'all know what's up. Y'all keep it locked right here. Infinity Corner Radio on KONR LP Anchorage, Alaska. With my man Moreno. Keep it locked. Yeah. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Curtis Blow. I'm shouting out the diggy diggy doctor who. Doctor who. Doctor who. Doctor who. What? Doctor who? Get it right with. Doctor who in the infinity corner, making it happen every day, all day. Tell somebody you heard, then you represent 24 7. Yeah, 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 yeah. I cherish
Africa An inspiration to the people of South Africa He joined the ANC in protest against apartheid and poverty He was even in prison and taken captivity He stood for justice and fairness, freedom and dignity Democracy, harmony and unity Peace and democratic, free society with equal opportunities Slash the government. Bang. Word up. Moreno right there. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up? (laughs) What's up? There is some power in that song right there, man. It's just, if that don't get you, if that don't get you up and bobbing. When y'all at the Jamaican spot or, you know, at the festival, I don't know if they have, I don't know if they have like Jamaican festivals out in Austria, but I know out here they have them. Oh, they definitely do. It's the Nanan Club. <laughs> if you want to come to Vienna, Austria, Nanan Club is the place you all want to be. Believe me, it's all one love. Dope. Oh, that's dope, man. So what, first of all, let's talk about who's on that joint with you. It's you, 
And who It's me and my brother Chronic. The, he made the second verse rap part. And man, the other two guys, you know,、uh, I don't want to pronounce it's bad, but the one is called Deja, Deja Bo, I guess. Right. And the other is his uncle. Man, he got a real long African name. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I will try to pronounce it, but if, I'm, if I make it wrong, please, people, don't be mad at me. I don't speak African. I would love to, but it's really.、Uh, the other one is Entota Bosesanyanye, I guess. That's how they. Hey, that sounds, that sounds better than a lot of. He, that sounds better than、yeah. I would pronounce it. <laughs> It, it's like、uh, he, he it's the uncle from DJ Jobo, and he made the hook that you were listening to. Okay, nice, man. I love that joint. I love that. Oh, thank、it's、you. Thank you. Definitely a lot of power to that, man. And just like that, you can lay back、yeah. and at the same time feel enlightened and, and, and strong from listening to that. And I'm not saying that just to be saying it. it's just like a very powerful, laid back joint and just like. I love it. I love oh, thank、that. you. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, man. What, what, how, how difficult was it for you, when you when, not only when you started, but、um, when, you were, when you were getting into it? I'm assuming, because I know for a lot of artists, when they're, come, when they're starting, they don't know. They,、yeah. they, they, they've, they've written their rap, they've, they've got their idea of what they want to do. They know how they want to present it. And now <laughs> they need to go into a studio. How was that? What was that like for Moreno? Oh, shoot. For me, it's really difficult. So、uh, let me put this together.、Um, in Vienna, when you want to start as an ra- English rapping rapper,、right. then there is no coherence here.、Mm. Like in, in the hood in, in America, I don't know,、uh, but I see that there's more people like you. You've got Uncle Huey, and he's like helping. <laughs> The youth, you know, to come up slowly, you know, to、right. progress their rap flow and everything. In my situation and on my brother's situation, we had to learn it all by ourselves. There was no one who was directing us.、Right. There was no one to tell me, yo, change a little bit your flow. You have to learn it. I have to, I have to listen like rap music, you know, every、mm. time. Like, like, I listen to. Um, Eminem, like Lose Yourself, you know, that's one of my favorite songs from him. Right. Lose Yourself.、Mm-hmm. And、um, I even listened to his song Rock Bottom, and this shit was,、uh, excuse me, this shit was really, really a song topic where he, you can feel the pain that where he's coming from. And I was listening also to Tupac, Notorious B.I.G., you know, before, even before they blew up, you know, those rare demos. Right, right. And I had to like, and then I realized, you know, it's not only about the yappity yappity rap, rap and yap. <laughs> it's also you have, to, you have to, you know, flow and vibe with the beat. But I was like, when did I learn that? I learned that now we have 2019, like, like at around 2018. That's where I start to realize, okay, I have to do it a little bit different. I have to, you know, I should write the beat and the beat should not write me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. It was difficult, to be honest, because even though as a young head I thought, yo, I, I listen to old school hip hop and I cannot be a failure. I'm, I'm good at everything, but I wasn't good at all. I mean, if I check out my older songs, they're actually really bad. And I was like, damn,、mm-hmm. there's a big progress from, from now and from back then. <laughs>、mm. And you, but it's, as, as an MC myself, man, 
I, I can tell you, yeah. my first rap I ever wrote, I lived in Queens, New York, and yeah. I wrote my first rap to a song called Heartbeat by Treacherous Three. They had an instrumental on it, and I wrote to it. Okay, okay. I thought it was good. My only problem is uh, I didn't think anybody would else would. And being the kind of nerdy dude, when you're in New York, okay. you can't be the nerdy rapper. You had to be like, you had to have a look. In New York, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a 67 baby, so I was there before hip-hop. Uh, started. So, oh, yeah, yeah. oh! So you were there. Yeah, I'm from the South Bronx. So, so. Oh. It's, it was a for for hip hop, especially for rap. You couldn't just have the rap. You had to have like the look, the what, what they call the swag. The swag. You know what, I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what they call it now? I feel you. I feel you. You know, and I didn't have the swag. I thought I was a pretty because I love to write poems in, in in school. They say, okay, I need you to write a. Uh, uh, fill up the page with a poem about autumn or uh, about the first day of school, about what you did this oh, weekend. So I was I had always on it. You know? <laughs> and so when it came to rap, start coming, when rap was out, and rap was out since I was about six or seven. So by the time now okay. I'm 11 years old, I write my first rap. I thought I did pretty good. But I realized, like, I was sounding a lot like the Treacherous Three, Kumo D and those guys. You know, I was sounding like the... Oh, three. I love Kumo D. Yeah, he was Damn, a, yeah, Treacherous Two. That, that was his group. <laughs> that was his group. So in New York, you can't be a biter. You just... So I had to throw a lot of stuff out. And I realized that you really got to do... You got to go through that. You got to just keep pushing, keep pushing until you find yourself within that art. In the meantime, everything else is just training. Exactly. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just training. I feel you definitely, hundred. It's dope the way that it goes. It, it, you, you start with something that might be garbage, but what you're doing, you're honing yourself for the result product, and you know, all that work and that, that those, what you might call whack raps that you put out. This is your okay. result, man. <laughs> You know what I mean? You coming out with some good stuff. But let me ask you this. Uh, Did somebody kind of help you to direct, you know, AO, you're good, but you should, you know, work a little bit on yourself? Like, did you have someone who was, you know, keep pushing you? Not until high school, and that was about uh, 11th, 12th grade. My DJ, who's still my boy, still my DJ. I've known him for a long, 30 years plus. And um, he was the one, and I think, I, I, I tease him because I think he was a little biased. Other than that, man, I oh, kept okay. it to myself because <laughs> I didn't. I, I kept it to myself because I didn't want to hear the rejection. I didn't want people to say, "Yo, that's whack." Blah, blah, blah. And you know, you gotta understand, I was 11, 12 years old. So nah, nobody, nobody 12 years old wants to hear, "Ah, you're whack." You know what I mean? So I kept it to myself. Oh. It wasn't until <laughs> me and Dave met, me and my man Cutting Edge, and when we met, um, his brother used to be a b boy. And he, oh, yeah, so when he, he was a DJ and he's the DJ on this, like, like kind of like home stereo, but he was good. <laughs> so I said, Hey, I can rap. Wow. Man. I think I can rap a little bit over that. I, and you know, I rapped and he loved it. He was like, I was like, Yeah, but I'm not. He was like, Well, let's just keep doing it, man. You know, you'll get better as you go. That was it. And it was just me and him for years. And wow, you know, it, wow, for years it was me and him until I met a cat named. His name now is Dirty Birdie, but I met him. And Dirty we, Birdie. <laughs> if you look, I'm gonna tell you guys right now, Dirty Birdie is the truth. This dude is dope. He's from the Inland Empire, California, out in Muscoy Bernardino. Um, Ooh, shout out to Dirty Birdie. You, you gotta, you gotta look and make sure you spell his name right because if you put Dirty Birdie in Google, 
there's an Asian pole dancer by the same name. So if it oh, comes up, right, okay, so I have to be careful. Yeah, so, so anybody <laughs> out there you're listening and you say, oh, let me check Dirty Birdie out, that's not him, okay? Okay, okay, I feel you. <laughs> the gotcha. pole dancer gotcha. thing, that's not his page. That's not his girl. Oh. That, he's another one. You got to keep searching till you find Dirty Birdie the rapper. You might want to put Dirty okay. Birdie the rapper and Don't put it Dirty Birdie yeah. and something else. So anyway, but that was my boy we met, and he was dope. I thought he was dope, and so... We kind of had this undersurface battle, like tape to tape. You know what I mean? And that's how we got to become friends. And he was like, yo, your stuff is dope. And I'm like, no, no, your stuff is dope. He's like, nah, bro, your stuff is dope. And I was like, no. And so it, it's good. <laughs> it, it's what you're saying. It, it, it is hard when you don't have somebody to kind of push exactly. you along. And you're relying. You're, and, and we know, you know, we are our worst, we're our worst critic <laughs> when it comes to ourselves. And, and, and judging ourselves, we are the worst for ourselves because we always want to strive to be better. When somebody else hears it, though, they might be like, yo, that is something, man. You're like, nah, man, I, I could do better than that, bro. I, I could do better than that. <laughs> I feel you. But see, this is exactly what I was talking about. We don't have it like this. I mean, you, uh, you were like 11, 12, I guess, when you met uh, him. Uh, 16 when I met him, yeah. Or 16, yeah. And I'm, I'm like now 29, and I'm still on my own. The only thing we're uh, I'm pushing is my brother, and my brother's pushing me. You know, we we, we freestyle with you, with each other. Sorry, uh, and this is how we you know we wanna we do, we don't have nobody here freestyling. You know, they call right. themselves rapper, but they don't wanna freestyle. I mean, like, what the? You know what I'm saying? It's right. crazy right. here in Vienna. Believe me when I say that. It's it's the truth. I'm not lying. We are the only ones who want to. Like, when we met this new guy, Del Vicchio, and he's uh, an Austrian rapper, and he was more in the scene than us, mm -hmm. he told me, damn, you guys are really, you meaning it's real. You really want to make out of here. Yeah, and I yeah. see you guys freestyling. Even though the freestyle sometimes are whack, I'm not really good. But <laughs> the good thing is we push it, and then we feel sometimes, okay, something is going coming out of us. It's like a, a big monster, a Loch Ness monster is coming out of us. The way we freestyle, and it was like the whole night we we're just freestyling, wilding, freestyling, wilding. I mean, this this actually what hip hop's supposed to be, you yes. know? Yes, freedom of expression, man. Freedom of freedom of expression, and what better way to express yourself than through exactly. freestyle, exactly. freestyle rap? You know, that's that's how a lot of people actually. That's how mm. a lot of people had to prove themselves. Like anybody can write, you know, chat exactly. Rhymes with hat, <laughs> but to actually go off the head with it is very, very difficult. I know because I wasn't it really good at it either, but I, I had moments, but I wasn't good at it. And But I know some people who would steam freestyles. I mean, they were just on fire with it. And for, to, to be honest, Moreno, to even have the guts of the heart to freestyle, to just allow your brain to just let loose and come out, that right there, man, that's the definition of an MC, is having the heart and the courage to be like, no matter what, I'm going to do this. Thank you. Thank you. Better. So don't ever downplay yourself. You got your brother, man. Your brother's there with you. What more? What more? Yeah, what? shout out to Chronic. <laughs> Big up to Chronic, man, because let me tell you, brother, let me tell you, Chronic, a brother couldn't, a brother or a sibling couldn't need any more of an encouraging uplift than a sibling. You know what I mean? And exactly. that's, that's, that's dope. Because any, you know, your, your boys, we say it all the time. Your boys, they're your boys. They're going to say that's dope. 
You know what I mean? But your siblings are more likely to be like, hey, man, you know what? Nah, you're not. They're not exactly. good. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm doing the same. I'm doing the same to him. Like, yo, I mean, you're good at writing, but you need to ch- don't put uh, don't put too much words in it. Right. Try to flow. And he's like, yeah, 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 Moreno, you're right. And then he tells me the same that the hook is too too wow. too too scrawny. And I was like, yeah, you're right, man. Um, so we we are like criticizing e- each other just to become the best MC, and like you, you said. And that's and great. That's dope right there. Because it will. It will definitely, you guys will strike. Definitely. It's, it's sword sharpening sword, as we say. You know what I mean? It's boom. You, oh, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and My Excalibur sword exactly. is sharpening. <laughs> exactly. Every time you guys hit one another, it's just like, bam. You know, you're sharpening those edges, man. And so, and, and like I said, with this material right here, you guys are doing a great job. Now, I know you have some upcoming stuff that's either almost done or about or being worked on. Um, upcoming stuff, like I said, there is that, uh, uh, there is that um, reggae rap album with Herb Seed, you know. Right. Uh, and, and with my brother, we're making also an album. Hopefully we can release it this year. Nice. Uh, it's called Trapped Behind Bars, ah, you know. Nice. Okay. Uh, so it will. We have also a song for Vienna where we where we really rip the the ish out of them. That how right. they treat us, and we are not we are not rapping fine things about it because, like I said, here we don't have like a hip hop. Even those so called hip hop community, right. they're abandoning us. They don't talk to us, they don't manage us, they don't help us. And that's really sad because when I first started, I thought, oh, yeah, it will be easy for me. I just need to learn how to run. But it ain't yeah. like that. And mm-hmm. nope. especially now in 2019, yeah. everything is you have to be, uh, n- uh, how should I say that? You have to be gay, you know, you have to be this, you have to be that, you have right. to be there for those and this. And like, no, I don't. I just want to be me. I just want to represent me. My brother wants to represent himself. Yeah, sometimes our words are controversial, but hip-hop was always built around controversy, to be honest. Exactly. (laughs) Always. Yeah, and and the sad thing is in Vienna, they don't recognize you that. No. I mean, mean, the hip-hop community now... Since like uh, Nelson Mandela's blowing up and uh, and the smoking marijuana and uh, uh, there's another song from us, We Crazy. Right. Now the Austrians are coming slowly to us, like like um, Rebecca. Uh, shout out to her. She's like 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 now you know she's right. in the in the how you say that in, in the film industry. Yes. And she kind of help us also, you know. And then we have some people. So slowly, slowly they're coming, but but still not the rap community. It's not the hip hop community. It's people from from other genres or other, you know, not from the hip hop. They don't have nothing about. It. They don't know about hip hop. The only thing what they know about hip hop is Eminem or Fifty Cent. That's about it. Then you know. <laughs> then you know what? You're not missing anything, brother. Because you, you don't. I mean, if you have somebody, <clears throat> and this is the thing. If you have somebody okay. like, say, this Rebecca, who's in the film industry, but she recognizes, wow, this is like a representation of true hip hop culture. She doesn't have to be a part oh. of it. Even if she just knows about it, she doesn't have to be a rapper or anything. She can be in the film industry and still recognize the authenticity of your craft and say, I want, that's what I want to work with. I need to help these guys because they're representation. 
you can you can be in a hip a so-called hip-hop community and never get anywhere or have them have you change your format and you don't want to do that so of course you're gonna have yeah to exactly <laughs> you don't have to understand yourself from that so i think you know you guys keep doing what you're doing and your time is going to come it, who knows how long it might be two days it might be two years it might be two months but it's, it's exactly come. exactly but you gotta keep pushing and and i like what you guys are doing i like the sibling um uh the the, the sibling upliftment and confidence that you guys put on one another man that's dope and that could be the one thing that people see that's going to help elevate you guys. So you make sure you keep doing that. You can't let that go. You can't let that go. <laughs> exactly. And this is what I'm talking about, that um, we're trying to push our boundaries. You know, we want to yes. be actually, okay, I don't want to be now sounding like an eagle, but we want really uh, be the best, you know. We want the best for each other, the best uh, thing yes, we can right. come up with, you know. We want to, and like I said, it's really hard, but now since we're doing those, um, how you say, open stage and open mics and yes. people really vibing to our music, like like they vibe to Mandela, they vibe to We Crazy, they vibe to Smoking Marijuana right. and all this stuff. And I can see that people want more of us and I feel that. The only problem is some here is that, you know, it's about the money situation and this situation, the publishing and this is also right. why the albums are getting pushed back because here you don't have, uh, if you don't have a big manager or, or something or a big sponsor, then it's really difficult to be independent. It's not like you, you have in the States that you have someone who can help you even uh, make an independent label, you know? Yes. Um, here it's really difficult. I mean, for, to be an English rapping artist, yes. it's really difficult. Except you make it in German and you, you know, <laughs> blow the bananas from other managers. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, bro, I, I think you guys are doing a great job. I think things will happen. Thank you. We will definitely do what we have to do over here uh, on Infinity Corner Radio. I work uh, right now. I got a group out of uh, Bogota, Colombia, man. It hit me with some just raw stuff. And I just love, especially people from other countries i'm always the one to be one of the ones to be like yo this has got people need to hear this you know what i mean and so and and, and again big up to mj because M, M, if it wasn't for mj who knows i would yeah shout out to her. her shout out to her she puts in a lot of work and you know i try to do my part to extend that hand that she gives out to people like you man and i just want to thank you for your time and and just the energy, man. You have some good energy, bro. <laughs> you have some good yeah, energy, even though man. I'm really tired, you know, because in Austria <laughs> we have like, what, now 4 a.m. in the morning, you know, yeah. people are sleeping. Yeah. My girlfriend is sleeping. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> and I'm, I'm like, you know, shouting at you, yo, guys, what's up? And yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. She knows that I have a important interview with you guys. And yeah, yeah well, and I have to, you know, make a name for myself. Um, but other thing is, I just want to also give a big shout out to Pace One because yeah. um, he will be in a future in our next project. Nice. You know, yeah, yeah, that is and a, he's a uh, legend. People don't know that Pace One is a legend. Y'all need. Uh, to me, is a to me, Young Z and I, actually all of the outsiders members yeah. are for me legend. Um, especially Radiga, Young Z, um, see, rest like in you, peace, Langton. When I say, I'm gonna say this real quick before we let. When I mention outsiders, 
people don't, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, Rod Digger, Pace One, all them cat. Y'all don't know who those people are? That's the Eminem. You know, for real? Right. Like, Eminem, that, y'all got to understand, Eminem, D12, and them, that used to be their clique. They used to hang out all that whole I know, raucous, I know. From Rockus <laughs> Records, Outsiders, all that Rockus crew. That was all them most deaf, Black Star you know, all those cats, man, they, like, used to huddle together. People don't know. Lyricist Lounge, all, they don't know that. Man, you, I like you, dude. We, listen, you got to keep me in touch The hip-hop shop. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You got <laughs> Oh, I saw the battles there. Really great. I yeah. wish I was there in that era. <laughs> I, oh, man. The days, man. Hey, I, listen, I, you make sure you keep keep me posted. Um. The, just and for everybody out there, infinitycornerradio.com is the website. I'm gonna have okay. this this um, interview on there, so you make sure you get people on that, um, as well as Infinity. definitely. Um, if you know any other artists out there that want to get this stuff played on my stream, infinitycornerradio at gmail.com. I keep it easy. Everything is infinitycornerradio. Radio. And um, just definitely will tell them to get me the MP3, man. We'll get them up there, and maybe they can call up and give an interview at four o'clock in the morning too. You know, you know. So, <laughs> I'm not. If they, if they got the, if the neighbors are not coming and disturbing us, like why are you <laughs> shouting and yelling and laughing? You're like I'm, I'm on, on the Raleigh. radio in Alaska. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is important, man. <laughs> it's important, man. Exactly. <laughs> Moreno, man, again, thank you for your energy. Thank you for your time, bro. Y'all know. Um, no problem at all. It's you, an honor to be there in Infinite Corner Radio. Oh, thank, thank you, man. And you guys out there, you hear, you can catch Moreno on Moreno on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Instagram and YouTube. Okay. Yeah. And um, yes. any business or booking inquiries out there, y'all guys want to book them? Moreno underscore skin devil at yahoo.de. DE, yeah, it's Germany for okay. Deutschland. Ah, okay. okay, so y'all got that. Okay, not dot com, dot DE. No, no. <laughs> DE, yeah. All right. Brother, I, and not I, PE. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, again, I thank you for your time, man. Y'all, you get some sleep, thank man. Thank you. And we will, we will talk again, definitely. Because when you definitely, get those new projects definitely. out, we, got, we, want, we want to get those up, okay? All right. All right, brother. Thank Peace. you again. Get some sleep. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Word up. That's, I did not know that he was going to call from Austria. That's the first international call that I've gotten. Most of the people I get, and I've been, try, I've been talking about doing the Skype calls and things like that, and you know that that's gonna all be set up um, and on and on and my new setup when I get my new setup. So um, we'll be able to do a lot more of that because I know a lot of artists that I overseas that I want to premiere here. You know that I think people would like to hear and check out. You know, so that's dope, man. To get a call from Austria, man, man, I'm gigging right now. I think that's dope. <laughs> In any case, we got some more music for y'all, man. I'm gonna hit. The house scene, man. Y'all know what's going on. This is Doctor Who, Urban Monk, Infinity Corner Radio Show. Y'all keep it locked. And remember, Anchor FM, Anchor.fm, the new episodes is up. The first one, episode one of the Infinity Corner Radio with Billy Dance at MOP, part two coming up next week. And make sure you hit up the InfinityCornerRadio.com where I'll have, uh, of course, I have the house party with uh, Cheryl Underwood um, as well as Democracy Now!, and 
Rampage, Last Boy Scout of the Flipmo Squads, Mixed Show Madness, man, airing this week on Wednesdays and Saturdays. So y'all make sure y'all keep it locked. The uh, Infinity Corner Radio Show, Doctor Who, Urban Monk. Y'all know what's up. Peace. <laughs> Thank you.